0: Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast of best shows on TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And tonight we're doing Outsiders. This was episode 111. 111. And uh, we believe it's called Mortar.
1: Uh, We're 90% sure. You know, we like to always double-check our information, get directors and everything from good old IMDb and... uh, Letdown. Major. Major
0: letdown. But, you know... So if anyone wants to
1: go in and uh, fix it for the next three episodes, because... They have nothing. I know it, man.
0: Come on. Just because it's WGN, don't be bashing. Exactly. I like, mean,
1: help some people out. You ah. know, We got Salem's on season four. <laughs>
0: yeah. we got things going on WGN. I know. That's right. All right. So I'm going to let you say your opinion first. So go ahead and dazzle me.
1: Oh, I mean, I don't know if it'll be a dazzle or anything, but it was another strong episode for me. You know, they brought back our biggest complaint of time. Time was a uh, loose construct in this episode. But besides yeah. that, we had big explosions, and then not just physical ones, but characters moving on. And then what I really liked about this episode was it seemed like each character had an opposite side that they were playing this episode.
0: I could see that. Now we
1: had a dark Asa, we had a protective good big Foster big Foster. Gwyn was a darker character. Uh, little Foster was actually acting. You know, he, he did a lot of aiming, you know, nothing physical, but he wasn't
0: self-pity no we have definitely got away from the self-pity there there's no doubt about that part
1: and so i mean like we had a lot of strength in characters who didn't have it and a lot of weaknesses in them and i mean
0: stash you know keeps climbing this shea mountain i'm happy you found so many positives because i'm not gonna be honest with you this one was a little bit of a pump the brakes went down for me a little bit all
1: right what went wrong was it the mysticism oh well there there there's plenty because I, I didn't like when Asa pulled out the prophecy out of the back pocket.
0: Um, j- like I mean, when we go through this, I'm gonna have more complaints than I probably ever have. This on the show, and I just hate because they. I don't mind subtle things and little things here and there, mm-hmm. but I felt like you know fresh dirt, and they just rolled hot pavement over me <laughs> so thick that I had no choice, and I was suffocated, by it, suffocated yeah. by it. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. That's the way I felt. You know, and my wife and I were just looking at it going, really? I mean, is that, you know, and when my wife was looking at me going, really? really? And I was like, okay, I'm not alone. You know, because she's so laid back and just like, it's just entertainment. Get yeah. off your high horse and quit picking it apart and blah, blah, blah. You know, and I was like, um, yeah, if you thought the same thing I did, then there's a problem.
1: Well, maybe we're, uh, one of us is going to talk the other into their opinion.
0: Maybe so. Maybe so. So the episode starts out back with... You know, the finding breeze on the ground, you know, and uh, I mean, he's got these markings on his face. And
1: Nice little clarification. Uh, he is dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the,
0: there was never a doubt. No two know? ways about it. Yeah. He didn't risen, you know. Um, uh, and of course, we go right to this funeral. Now, I will tell you, now, again, cinematography is solid. I love how the camera, I don't know if you noticed this, this episode, there's a lot of times the camera was crooked on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like going down the stairwell, there was a picture of that way, like looking at the house from the street. It was crooked a little bit, you know, like that.
1: Taking a lot of risk, a lot of different things that we're not going to see anywhere else. You know,
0: and I felt like it was a mood, like a way of adding to the mood of, you know, things are displaced and out of order and we got death and we got things like that and so the camera's even showing it by the way they're doing it and it was really well thought out in certain play, points throughout the episode very somber and i really enjoyed it because it was so subtle and I'm, you know my wife's like what are you talking about And i was like you you didn't catch that but i, I mean it kind of was kind of it made you kind of tilt your head you didn't even realize yeah it, and, and it was I,
1: slow walking in and everything like, i mean you could tell it was moving and just slowly creeping in and
0: you know, and Loved the, it. the funeral, you know, or the viewing, or you know, the gathering, or whatever you want to call it, like that, it seemed so realistic. It was good to see that they're out there cleaning dishes and they they come together and you know the the hug and so on. And then I, how about him telling the daughter, "No, go ahead and say what you need to say. You're Love right. that. Go ahead and do it. You know, get it off your." I was like, "Thank I mean, you," because she
1: comes in and starts tearing into him. Blast! And Stash was like, "You know what? good on you. Let all that anger out on me, yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. safe and everything." And Big props to him. I mean, that, yeah. that was his most fatherly moment, I think, in the entire series. I'm going to be honest
0: with you. I kind of felt like it was almost too real. Like, maybe somebody in the writer room or somebody actually had a personal experience there. Like, someone it just was passed that, or something. It was that creepily well done. accurate. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I just, I, I just got that feeling, you know? Somebody else might be completely different, but it just felt genuine to me. The kid actors looked good. Good job on the daughter, I mean. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I, And the I son Actually real. looked
1: like He was proud of uh, Good old Stash
0: Oh yeah Stash, Like I said Stash is raising the bar Yes You know I mean I Hopefully it doesn't
1: Turn into a handlebar <laughs> We might have some Problems there
0: <laughs> Yeah really We gotta keep it Maintained you know? Exactly Um but, you know, we can kind of break the episode up into groups of characters because, you know, if you realize we did not have really mixtures of characters throughout the episode, you had your, your group from the mountain, Asa, of Foster, you know, in, in, encountering the gun runners and that's it. They never encounter anybody else. And then you have, you know, Hassel and uh, Sally Ann. They have her own little part. You know, I mean, there's really no mixtures of groups of characters, and that was something that was kind of unique to the episode. Stash was the only one mixing and matching with different people. This yeah, episode. and it was it was few and far between. Realistically, he's really only dealing with one or two. You know what I mean? And um, and so that was something a little bit different. That didn't really bother me. It was it was kind of needed for the way they're going for the plot point. Um, well, I mean, oddly enough, it was just like Ed was telling us. Like we could tell that they were pretty much filming in different
1: locations, and like they're not mixing and matching.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Ed, how about he, how about how about this guy's role in this episode? He wasn't uh,
1: kidding. He he said he was going to do some things, and and
0: uh, uh, holy McJesus is what I gotta say. Yeah. Man was brutal. He had some fun. Brutal. Uh, yeah, guys. If y'all don't know, we we had an amazing interview with Ed Heavey. Um, he's a stuntman actor Been on some major stuff Doing like that And on the character uh, On the show You know He's Big Foster's Right hand man Brayden Shea And Braden Shea Is his name And he gave us Some easter eggs About how You know He's part of a Another group And there's actually Three mountain groups And you know The Shays. And you know, He's all.
1: part of those Clans that we've been Wondering about Exactly the time. And he was able
0: To clarify that For us in the interview If you have not Got to listen to Our interview with him I promise you This guy is. It doesn't matter What he's saying It's just entertaining To listen to Yes The guy I mean, we could have sat here for three hours, you know. And the guy was just spilling out stuff right and left, and you know, I was over here salivating with my, you know, with a towel wiping it up. And I mean, it's just, it was, it was insane. Um and we can't thank him enough and man was he not joking I mean this episode he went from you know he's there he's got the parts he's doing some different things to a contender yes. you know what I mean like you're going to get dealt with if Ed Hevy is on the show you know what I mean I mean noticed and I couldn't be happier <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt So anyway let's let, let's talk about some of the small, smaller parts first um of course let, let's talk about hassle okay again by the way we did have viewers that come back that, that for two or three episodes of this entire series, they have commented that his name is Hazel, yes. just as we were calling him, and got corrected. But I want we have contaminated even the writer pool. You know I love right? it. So you know it's almost like credit here, but I'll take it. And anyway, we'll but, take anything we can get at this. point. Exactly. And so we we knew from the previous episode that she was going to try to make a move on this house, cause problems, force his hand, and sure enough, they're they're in this they're squatting in this house. You know. And we have the, uh, the deputy come in with a realtor, you know, just out of nowhere. It was kind of, you know, and then he verbalized it. Yeah. We've seen you break into this house. Um, no, he, he did. You know, he's like, um, uh, there was comment. He did make that comment one time that we're going to go check this out. We've seen somebody break into you know, that's why he came in with gun hold, you know, coming gun out initially. Yeah. Um, you know, but, I mean, it seemed
1: like a reach Why was there even a realtor? Because they were selling it straight up. Like I, mean, yeah, there was no need. I,
0: I thought that was kind of strange, you know, but I don't know. Maybe somebody went over there to check the house out, saw somebody. That's the reason you had the officer come over. I don't but, know. I, mean, I don't know about <laughs>
1: squatter rights or anything, but, I mean, they're paying the bills in the house. so.
0: Well, I don't know. This is the house of the woman who died. And nobody's ever come back to claim or know anything about it. I remember Sally Ann talking about it in the beginning. Yeah. Um, so I think there were technically squatters. Nobody was just claiming the house because the next relative she found.
1: Well, I mean, they've been there at least, I would say, close to a month. You so would I think, think squatter you know, rights are coming in pretty close.
0: I don't know. I mean, this is, this is Kentucky now, you know. True. You know, squatter rights can be squashed with a shotgun, <laughs> 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 you know. So, I mean – but, man, you know. God. Boy boy, Wonder, he, he took a beating. I mean, beating and a half. And I didn't notice it at first, but he he took a beating from a naked man. He did. He did. He straight up did. I mean, um, Hassel, is, this is about, what, the second or third person? He's just beat the crap out of yeah. this, you know? I mean, he
1: he's auditioning for Daredevil or something because
0: <laughs> he's got some skills. He does, you know, and. All right, how about the how about the realism of the beatdown? I mean, how about his face? How about the all the damage and all stuff?
1: episode just messed up. I mean, and I honestly I thought he was dead after the first encounter. Well,
0: you know, I'm just happy we don't have this whole deal of one punch, we lay on the ground and we feel sorry for ourselves and somebody walks out of there. No. No, I mean, it is definitely four or five licks your face looks like hamburger, and <laughs> you know, and you sitting there, and you're bleeding, and you should be borderline unconscious from getting a beatdown. Like that's that. exactly bare what knuckle. T- I mean, and that's what he looked like, you know. And I thought that was pretty sweet, and so I feel good that you know, like I said, it goes back to those little details, them taking the extra time, showing what it really would take to incapacitate somebody with with a fist fight. Yeah, you know,
1: I mean, there's a lot of punches thrown in and everything, and then he just kind of casually grabs his clothes and they head out
0: yeah just all the deuces like it's nothing you know what I mean um you know so of course it ends up you know it, she takes he takes her by the stream and they're gathering water and you, this is I was happy to see this because you see the city girl like uh we're homeless and he goes it's, well yeah yeah <laughs> I mean like I've welcome to here, my world <laughs> I've
1: slept here before you know it's not that bad yeah and it's just like um i'm I'm not sleeping outside
0: yeah you no, know, you have this house and stuff. Why, why aren't we going there? And you uh, know, I was kind of expecting him to say, you know, I don't real sure you're going to fit in, but he never does. He just kind of, you know, he never hauls around. It and, was
1: never that she was an outsider. It was that Big Foster is the
0: Brennan, right? And you know, and it's probably not safe or a good idea or whatever. You know,
1: and I mean, I kind of like how he's acknowledging that because it was like a week or two ago there was a big thing on one of the forums about. If anyone was going to mention that Hassel hasn't been around and yeah. it just still hasn't been brought up, but we hear why he's not up there a lot is because he's not really feeling comfortable up on the mountain.
0: Well, yeah, he probably doesn't feel safe. You no. know, I wouldn't either, you're considering the con- current temperature and turmoil with the new brand. <laughs> well, from what we're
1: seeing, uh, Big Foster, he- he's rolling pretty heavy in charge.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, very heavy, heavy handed. There's no doubt. And then, of course, was- later on the episode, we see towards the end. Of course, we see that they're trying to make the the, the hike up there, and ding, 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 we get a reference to only a couple more miles up the mountain. Yes. Um. So for all these viewers who have been and listeners and giving me a hard time and you a hard time about you know, well, they know a quicker way. It's probably not that long. Homeboy said a couple couple more miles. Like we can put that in retrospect, that means we've already gone a couple miles. They started in daylight, and Um, uh, it's pretty dark by the time they get up. So I'm I'm I was very happy that he explained, you know, distance and Mm -hmm. so on. But then it throws it throws a wrench in the time frame of how fast they've gone up and down this mountain in earlier episodes, which is something
1: that we've known. Like there's just which we've always
0: speculated. But to me, this kind of seals the deal of you don't get up that mountain the quick as quick as they they represent these that no, they're doing it. Not, not or even getting, close. getting down it. I mean just like we said before, if it's thirty minutes on a 4 where they're going down a mountain, you're gonna take several hours to that. Not, not, not thirty up that. minutes,
1: it's a three hour four. Oh, that's right, ride. that's right.
0: Three hours down a 4
1: We're talking
0: in my Days. mind, in an estimation, that's a full day to get up the side of the mountain. And we've seen Asa and Hassel up and down in one day.
1: Well, it's a full day for Acer or Hassel getting down the mountain. Big Foster or somebody, you know, that's a different thing. Yeah. So, But, I mean, the other thing that I've really liked with the climbing of the mountain is only outsiders have struggled getting up the mountain.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like he's conditioned. Yeah. So, I
1: mean, the Shays and the Farrells and all of them, they're getting up and down the mountain relatively quickly. But as soon as an outsider tries to come, because we had or uh, Jake trying to go up carrying this 2 gas canister. Yeah, you saw him
0: struggle. He was struggling Oh, yeah, you know, that's, that's a heavy skinny and dummy going yep. up. You know, James and the tall – I can't remember the skinny guy's name. And Sally Ann was uh, – yeah. she was ready to give up. Yeah, <laughs> a couple more miles. <laughs> Let's go ahead and be honest with ourselves. If a person is walking at a normal pace, a normal walking pace, they're going to average them a mile anywhere between 15 and 20 minutes. Yeah. And that is on flat ground. If you're walking up a mountain – I'm going to go ahead and call. You can double that time because you're not moving at the same rate and speed. No. Plus, you're exerting a heck of a lot more energy. Stumbles. So let's and... just say at a good day, you're going 30 minutes to almost an hour to get up a mountain for one mile of a mountain. So, it's, I mean. That's a tall mountain. That's a tall mountain. You but, know? I mean,
1: in fear of harping on it too much. Let's go ahead and move on. To
0: yeah, really. All right, yeah. Basically, you're telling me to shut yeah. up. I, 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 you know, that was a nice way to put it, though. I, I appreciate that. A- anyway, they run into Craig, and as a viewer, I was like, hmm, is he going to accept her? Is he going to put the torch to her? Is he, you know <laughs> what, What's going to happen here? Because, you know, and he just extends the olive branch, puts the hands out there. How you doing, Missy? Right this way. Blah, blah, you Follow know. me. Follow me. Uh, I like that. I thought that was cool. It was welcoming, you know, because... you. You were, I was kind of curious that, you know, accepting of others would be a big, big issue. Well,
1: in fairness, that was probably either the best or second best person that could have found them.
0: Touche. Uh, I, would, I would agree with you right there. Because, I mean,
1: if it was either him or Asa that found them, that was going to probably be the response. Correct. If anyone else finds them, uh, I'm not There would sure. be some hesitation. Yes.
0: There would be some hesitation. On both accounts. I'm just disappointed the little chick who seems to be in the woods every time something comes and goes. Completely absent the last few episodes. Yeah, haven't. Where? Seen Where's where the lookout? is the lookout? Yeah, um, they they fail. They've fallen on this on this job right here. Where is this? I mean, I haven't been nearly as creeped out,
1: <laughs> and uh, I'm
0: I'm a little thankful for that. Yeah. Okay, so let's get to the meat and potatoes. Okay, we have a murder. We have Stash and his, you know, his deputies, and they're looking for any sign of anybody. They get a tip that somebody's selling feral moonshine, you know, in town. Stash and
1: goes in, and, uh, stakes it out.
0: And stakes it out, you know, and and says
1: he's met two ferals. One uh, he doesn't think he could have done anything because he wears a dress or a, a kilt, as he says. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought that was funny because also on the uh, fan group pages. There's been a lot of postings of hate of wanting him to bring the uh, kilt back, exactly. And so they brought reference to that. So hopefully, you know, we, we get a little kilt
0: action coming. Yeah, kilt action. <laughs> um, and then of course he's you know we talk he's talking about Asa as well. And so they're staking this out. And then of course you know his you know his partner crying there leaves to go to the house to get his butt whooped. But mm-hmm. anyway, so he's there probably. And of course Asa and them, you know, they come in, but it's after they've been ripped off, you know, and the whole scene, we, I guess we kind of have to back up to talk about this little group here, but Ace and them are kind of pressured into it's time to go and bring some guns and get what you can. And they bring the, they bring cash in there and they bring, uh, you know, one of the, uh, one of big fosters, um, God, uh, one of his crew They, they call him Mongo
1: Mongo the, the, At least the gun runners Called him Mongo And I'm, I'm perfectly
0: fine With that name Yeah And um, this guy's got A little fan club You know Does I don't he? Know. Yeah What do you call it On Twitter and Facebook He's got you know, Like you know Have a little fan club mm-hmm. Now they've kind of Latched on to this guy Like he's you know Handsome broad You know I mean you know, he was a
1: Big intimidating Good looking
0: fellow. Are you man crushing Over there again?
1: I mean, I'm not man-crushing. You just like it because he has long hair like you do. Exactly.
0: You know, you and that long hair and stuff like that. But y'all yeah, got news for you. He looks like he's combed it way before you have.
1: Look. Okay. No, no one likes the comb look. Right? You got to uh, have it wavy. Uh,
0: okay. Yeah. Okay. He sleeps on a mountain. <laughs> you sleep in a bed near. there. And he has better hair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. Let's put that out there. Anyway, so they go into this, you know, they go into the, I, I, what do you want to call these guys? You know, not gun runners, but they look like. They're a survivalist group. A survivalist group, exactly. Good description. Now, did you feel like they were going to
1: get ripped off?
0: Not initially. I, I, it not completely initially, took
1: me by shock, in all honesty.
0: I, you know, I thought it was kind of strange, but the second he said, no, not these, I've got some other," I was like, okay, yeah, yeah the deal's gone sour. And but, so I mean, on. it
1: just kind of took me, because if you can't trust a survivalist group, I mean, who really can you trust at this point in time? Especially since they're doing exactly what, the ferals are doing
0: right, and so basically, you learned that that that's that one sale was purely for him just to have some wine. Yeah, and it was not what the group wanted. And but see, here's the thing: I thought the guy he was dealing with was the leader. He was not. No, he could definitely tell that he was just one of the dudes. You know, he was not a uh, one of the head honchos. Yet again,
1: well well played writers.
0: Yeah, I mean, kind of fooled me there. So of course, they get ripped off. They get smoked in the face. You know, get out, blah blah blah. We ain't nothing you can do about it. And to my mind, that's the end of the rope. We got well-armed to heavily go, that money's good is gone. Yeah. And I mean, and, a lot
1: of great gut instincts by the, I mean, Asa had some, Big Foster has it throughout the episode.
0: And so again, so now we're to the part where they go over to the pawn shop, yeah. they roll up in there, they hassle him, Da da and kind of a pointless scene. It really was. But I think it was just a point where, okay, this is a, lo- a logical location for Stash to encounter these two. Yeah they come out of the pawn pawn store, pawn shop, what do you want to call it? Get out of the ground, you know? Yeah. And he's got his pistol out. And you get this really cool kind of smirkish grin from Asa, you know? You know, like... And in my mind, that grin, like, to me is like... I've already well, got you. Yeah, I own you. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you're doing this. You can do your charade, but don't forget what information I know. You know? And he kind of has that look about him the whole time. And I was like, yeah, really? What are you, you going to threaten him with? I mean, say nothing. something. I'll go ahead and let them know you killed somebody and hit it and covered it up. You know, and um, so they go to the police station. Now I love his compadre, You know, uh, my, Mon- Mongo. Is Mongo just, like- just sitting there and he's playing with this and twiddling his thumbs, and the, the, the officer with his, barbecue slash hamburger (laughs) face whatever's left of it it's like
1: throwing all these accusations and stuff and i'm just yes they you both speak english and everything but what makes you think he knows what accomplice means
0: i mean well here's the other thing is too believe it or not i thought this was some of the best acting by the officer i've got to get this guy's name i know it i've befriended him on facebook the whole nine yards but it's just not right in front of me um i want to say he did for some reason i was really impressed because here's the thing I think the intention of the scene was for him to look like he's not as confident as an officer who knows that he's you know he's not as confident in interrogation skills because the way he was asking was there was nothing intimidating there was no. nothing to make you feel like you're going to prison the rest of your life and he pulled it off in my mind very very well yeah and to look like he's not necessarily top cop or this and that you know he wasn't trying to you know good cop bad cop beat the table you know trying to intimidate no he was he was trying but it was. It was a well way of looking that it wasn't in effect.
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely showed why he was so desperately looking for the sheriff because he is not ready to run this town.
0: Yeah, you know, it was a, it was a definite clue to the entire situation. So I, I really really like that.
1: But I kind of thought, how did you feel about the stash and Asa toe off or face off in a way?
0: Um, I would say initially it was a little generic, but then. The whole "I'll turn this camera on, you turn this camera on," and it was kind of like, you See, know, See, I didn't like that part. I didn't either. Because I was kind of like they were they were on a different pl- they were on a different level because of their prior conversations, and so I didn't understand why I had to get to that for it, you know, to make that scene more relative to me. Um, to me, it's just you could considering the level of information that they've con- shared with each other about other stuff that. I thought it had been more of a sit down of, tell me what you know, I don't think it's you, but one of you is going to have to go down for this if you don't start telling me something. It could have been something just as simple as that. Instead, yeah. it was, you would turn the camera on, just you know, why the intimidation factor, why I tried to put those things on, somebody you know you have no leverage on.
1: Well, and it's not even, that's not even really being used as intimidation, they're kind of playing fast and loose with, you know, Stash being reborn and not caring, but really, Stash's life is over if he turns on that camera, and he didn't. So I mean, he clearly doesn't want that to get out. No. And so I, I didn't like that they played the same card twice in back-to-back weeks.
0: Yeah, I, I thought that was a, I thought that was a misfire. I, it wasn't necessary, Mm-mm. you know, in my opinion. And then of course, yeah, both give him nothing, and he walks out. And then this was my. F- my first kind of real complaint is, is that he comes back in there and he goes, I'm going to give you your man. You know what this is? This is a symbol, this and come meet me on this road, you know? And I was like, <sighs> well, I mean,
1: I liked it because it gave Asa an out in which he didn't have to kill.
0: Yeah. But it it was, here's the thing. It was a very simple, simplistic way of trying to get rid of the Brennan like in a, in a way, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it, it was it's not a way that really I it was immediately I knew it was a no go because that's not how the show would go. That's such a dull way of rolling out what well, of trying to just having something Brennan arrested. You know what I mean? True.
1: I mean I didn't see him getting arrested, but I saw a massive gunfight. Eh. You know, I saw this being the build up that gave us what we've been craving.
0: And so I didn't see that either. And I don't know, it just it didn't come off right to me. I, I don't know. I understand what he was trying to do. And then at the time I didn't care for it. But then when I watched the entire full episode, I understand it's reasoning for having it. And so that it made more sense to me. Okay. And so my, my initial was a complaint, but at the end of the episode, I realized that it was probative because it created the situation of the, all the cops are here waiting on them to show up while there's a gunfight and a fire on another side of the town. So it's almost like, you know, now Stash is going to be super pissed because he thinks he's been set up to be over here while we go do
1: something else. But also, how many cops are in this town? Because, uh...
0: (laughs) Well, we're seeing more and more every episode. I mean, that one had about, what, 12 cop cars? I mean, it was deep. It was deep. You know, and so, you know, of course, like I said, Stash got stood up. He's mad. They had full riot gear on. They were looking the part. Hamburger face I mean... And, you know, Stash... I mean, they, they were, were out
1: there a good seven, eight hours, because, yeah, I, I mean, mean the was, sun was out.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, it was some dedication. Yeah. It was some straight dedication.
1: There was a coffee pot somewhere that was crying.
0: <laughs> all right. So, Asa, can all you say, we come up with this plan of, hey, we need to go down here. This place ripped us off, blah, 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 right?
1: Well, and also, I don't remember when it happened, but we had another daylight meeting, and I'm about sick and tired of daylight meetings because.
0: Amen on that. The daylight meetings just, to me. Big Foster's got enough stooges that I don't see you being able to have this meeting without him knowing it. No, or catching wind of what's going on. I so just we've got don't like 20 see Twenty to thirty it. people in there. Yeah, there's got to be at least one who's not afraid to talk. I mean, who is or is just a talker. So I do worry about that. You know, it's one thing to have secrecy meetings with six, seven, maybe eight people. We're 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 getting high numbers. Well, yeah. When there's twenty some odd folks there in broad daylight, yes, this we're, is an issue for me. I mean, I I watched plenty of Survivor,
1: and two people can't go off it by themselves without the entire place knowing. Exactly. And so you're telling me you're getting like a quarter of the clan?
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I thought that was a little bit of a stretch. All right, so he gets, oh, the other, uh, before we move forward. this, my wife cringed Uh and covered her eyes. Nothing against my man, David Morris but oh. the love scene between him and Gwen um, the camera angle I mean don't get me wrong Dave Morris is a put together fella I mean he's yeah. big he's not fat and chunky I mean he's just a big brown fella his, his my-
1: body was a little awkward looking like I couldn't tell if it was like flab moving or if he was just that muscular And
0: uh, he's a muscular fella you know I will camera angle didn't do him any favors, you know. And of course, you know, the, you know the bump and grind, whatever, you know, like that. It just wasn't flattering because nobody wants this happening. Yeah, you know, it'd be different if he was with the woman you love. And this is a courtship. Yeah. That, no, this is this is two people playing power roles. And for some reason, she feels compelled. Well, I mean,
1: to quote some history and you know put it in the context for the show. Close your eyes and think of Shea Mountain because. <laughs> She was not into this at all.
0: No, no. You know, even the kissing and all that stuff, which you could tell was like that. Again, another great acting and so on. My wife's just up there going, oh, look at all that nasty hair. And nasty oh, kiss. it was How tough to kiss watch. That? And I was like, oh, man, you know. And so anyways, that was there. So my wife was cringing, putting her eyes, hands over her eyes and holding. on. She's like, "Ugh," you know. And and I mean, he, he
1: was struggling. He, he yeah. might need some blue pill by the end of the season. going <laughs> to need a little help.
0: So Asa comes up there and convinces him, hey, you know what? These guys ripped us off. We need your help, Foster. We need you to come down and like that. I felt this was very pushed, very put on. To me, that would have been a red flag of, you just want me off this mountain. To me, the way it was portrayed, the way he was pushing the agenda made me feel like, David Morris' character, Big Foster, would have been smarter than that.
1: Should have caught some red flags.
0: Exactly. There's no way
1: Ace is going to be begging me and giving me Exactly. Everything
0: that I want. You know, why on earth would you want me there? You know, da, 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 da. This is set up written all over it. Especially
1: you know? since he gave Ace every other person besides him.
0: Exactly. And so that right there was a romp, for romp to me. And, and then, you know, so they get on these four wheelers, they go, yeah, that's all good. The whole nine yards and they go down this mountain and all of a sudden, and then this is the stuff that drove me nuts. So we talking about laying it on thick. We see our mama
1: for the second time in the episode.
0: What, at least four times, maybe five times in the entire episode. Okay, first we're walking through the woods and he's talking to his mother. Why, why little Foster's getting ready to shoot him with the crossbow.
1: A lot, a lot of veins. you know,
0: I was like, I was like, "Where's Daryl Dixon? That's his crossbow." <laughs> you know. Well, I, oh I, wait a minute, he lost it on The Walking Dead. You know, that's right. You know. No, I mean, I I was
1: looking at it as like little Foster was. He's been like a little kid going to shoot his first buck in the last like few episodes. You know, always looking through the scope. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. I got you. But you just never
0: pull the trigger. Oh, yeah. He got buck fever. Yeah. yeah. There's no doubt, you know. And so, but yeah, he's looking at it. I mean, to me, put him out of his misery. You see him over talking to the trees, you know, and dying. I'm like, doing cough- the clan a favor, <laughs> you know. Coughing up a lung, like blood going everywhere. Oh, like uh, this- no, That's right, you know. And so he doesn't, and he's talking, go away. Da-da-da-da-da. You know, and I was okay with the initial. But then we're going down the mountain, and we, the headlights are seeing her stand there in the trees, and we're like, well, I can't go this way. So convenient, you know. Just how so how close
1: were they? Because it sounded like they were right on top of the police. It,
0: to me, that's exactly what I, that's the portray I got. He's like, right here, we gotta go this way. No, I ain't going that way. That's because it sounded like Slash heard him. So, that was super convenient to me. And so on. By then, we are our second or third time of seeing Mama. Okay. Then we get to the house. Well, our,
1: before we get to the house, right before they turn around, what does Asa say? It'll take us too long. We're there in the same night.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean
1: how how long is too long? Was it an yeah. extra five minutes? Like Yeah. It, I
0: mean I can excuse that a little bit like you're just trying to come up with some reason, something to say off the spur of uh, the moment to say, no. Hey, we gotta go this way, gotta go this way. So, Time, we don't. Time's been our biggest thing. So. All right. So we get to this house and we see, you know, uh Ace is a fool coward. Yeah. Call of duty fellow sitting here and we, we realize he's not the leader because he's out here on fence duty yeah. guard duty he, he's tumbled down the po- total pole <laughs> <pretty fast. laughs> yes there's no doubt so before we even enter this scene right here how many fellows do you think were in this compound from the previous scene we saw
1: look i mean survivalist group you know gunned up to the teeth I, I mean, i'm gonna say there's at least 100 people in there
0: uh, i'm gonna say low numbers 20 you know i'm gonna say at one time we've probably seen at least 20 people if not more Let's just say twenty for low numbers, just to make things. I possible. mean, that is like basement. Yeah. Okay, so Ace is gonna go up there, to take care of his business and stuff, and he's like, "All right, you know, go around back. You come with me." Da 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 da. And he's like, "Hey, dude, whoa, whoa, whoa calm down." Da da. He's like, "Get, get inside, get inside." And before he can even say three words, you know, O'Shea puts the <laughs> puts the blade to his neck and you know finishes You're him off. Out of blood everywhere. I mean. Really cool effects. Great job by the effects. Here. Yes, the, the blood, the spitting out, the so on, you know, just the, the realism. You know, I'm so tired. I hate movies and shows now where if somebody gets stabbed or one gunshot or one cut across the throat, <laughs> they're dead as a fish before <laughs> they hit the ground. You know, it's like saying? they were gutted at everything. Exactly. Like they didn't take your heart out. They didn't take they didn't penetrate yeah. your brain. You're gonna bleed. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna insinuate blood. I mean, you're, it's gonna be a slow, miserable, horrible death. You know, and that you're gonna gargle, and that's what homeboy was on the ground going, Gl-l-l-l-l-l-l. and thank you for realism. Now, if you're not a person who enjoys those details, I apologize. We're over here ranting and raving about how great it is to see somebody die realistically, <laughs> but you got to appreciate that those are the little details the show does not miss and does not mess up. And it's a kudos to the FX team, it's kudos to the director and the writing team and so on.
1: But what they did miss was how did Asa not know that Big Foster was seven steps behind
0: him? <laughs> yeah, really. I mean Oh, uh, how about the guy you know, he's talking to, Mr. Call of Duty fella, not realize that there's three other fellows right there behind him and never pokes his gun up or says, Hey, y'all or yeah. What are y'all doing here? La- or loudest noise dying gasping beret. Exactly. Exactly. So I thought that was kinda of, eh. Um So of course, like I said, Shea, you know, takes him out. And then all of a sudden w- to correct me I'm wrong, one person goes into the house, comes back with two guns, saying there's plenty more with that came right. from. Right. And then he goes back in again by himself and then all heck burst loose. Well and then like we get
1: like the I mean we'll come back to the Foster and Asa thing, but when I mean, we go back into the house, there's like twelve people dead.
0: No gunshots or anything. Yeah, well, I mean, there's one. Or the guy comes out to the stoop and Shay takes him out with, a, uh, with an automatic rifle. Okay, he looked like he was well versed in that gun. Yeah, and how to use it. To me, these guys look like they got six shooters and just know how to pull the trigger. Maybe a shotgun. Okay, he grabbed that auto and sprayed and prayed and took this fellow off the second <laughs> fl- second floor perch like it was nothing, and then went in there and they hosed everybody in this house I and mean- then set it on fire. Two or three country bumpkins from up on the mountain, and these guys are survivalists who have evidently practiced. Well, I mean, the like first time we
1: meet them, like they're all looking at their guns, loading them, doing a little right. target practice. Target
0: practice. They're, you
1: know, they're this is well- the moment they've been
0: waiting for. Exactly, defend the hut. And you know, guess what happens? We got well, the mountain they- people who'd never even hardly handle guns roll up in there and take them out like it's yesterday's trash. <laughs> and, I mean, I was like, no. This is a huge fumble in the writing department. Huge. This is the scene my wife looked at me and goes, are you kidding me?
1: No. I mean, I I did have those reservations. It didn't affect me too much because I still like how the scene played out, the initial stab and everything I loved. And so I was giving it the leeway.
0: I like the initial stab but i'm sorry but yeah no, no two as soon companies. as one fire, one shots fired off it should have been like hornets coming out of there with automatic rifles they should have been running for their lives and some of them should look like swiss cheese it, instead it have, none of the none of your mountain folk none of big foster's guys had a scratch and everybody no. else is riddled with bullets
1: <laughs> it really should have been the uh, gunshop scene all over again
0: Yes, it should have been it should have been unfair. Yeah, I mean that right there blows my mind. It really, really does. I just and because you're not gonna catch a survivalist group, uh, yeah, in that situation, one guy at the gate. I with mean... No help. Even then, even say you do just have one guy. Like I said, when that first shot's fired, there's at least eight other guys who are trained with automatic rifles up there that would not just roll over and be dead on the floor like it portrayed. Yeah. And then the, the, not only that, the fight scene lasted like this. It was over momentarily. I'm sorry, guys. This is the biggest fumble in the series in my mind. I, I really hate that they... And it could be an editing issue. For all we know, there was a, maybe a lot more to it. Yeah. And... It just, you know, they had to cut here, there, whatever. Time constraints Time and constraints like that. I just hated it because I really felt like the realism was lost a little bit because, I'm sorry, these country bumpkins should not have been able to just walk in there to the survivalist group. And I, take I really out.
1: hope once there's a DVD release for, like the, se- for the season, you know there's a, a director's cut of this episode right. for that scene. To
0: add injury to insult to this scene, we have yeah. the entire Big Foster arguing with his mommy. Right there, right before he's about to shoot Asa down.
1: Well, and there was really... I mean, he Big Foster went into, like, your super villain rant and just started talking to him for no reason when all he had to do was pull the trigger.
0: Yeah, that's another big foul for me, man. Is uh, You know, that's the whole deal. I've got my gun to your head. Now, let me talk to you for 20 minutes of why I'm so cool. And during that 20 minutes, this is when the... My plan unfold, you know, falls apart, and you escape somehow because I'm a complete dunce.
1: Yeah, I mean, let me tell you that it's not just me that wants you dead. It's the queen. Which, but we did get a nice little piece of information on it's your queen that you left on the side of the road. Yeah. So did Gwen leave the mountain and go down to it and want to leave with Asa?
0: I don't know. That was a little tidbit that was something different, but it could have been his just his analogy. But guess what? I quickly forgot about that little tidbit because I was too busy watching him talk to nothing <laughs> and talk to his mom and so on. It's been dead many episodes. And this is the third or fourth time in there and conveniently there to Perfectly prevent done. Asa
1: to die. Well, because she protected Big Foster from the police and then she saved Asa's life. Yeah. And she possibly saved his life, or Big Foster's life from Lil Foster.
0: I'm just... So there, there was a little too much of yeah, way too much. And not even that. We didn't even mention the whole Asa when he was in the police station. He was like, "Oh, we know you went down on that. You went down on that uh, like, shaft. Yeah, you the know, coal mine. And you know, got your life like that. We know." And I was like, "How do you know that? I, that?" That was a good question. Another womp, womp, womp. But then also
1: me. Asa knowing that he was a pill junkie along with alcoholic. Yeah, I didn't think he spent I enough mean, time with him.
0: I'm just... I'm sorry. There was a There was a lot of bridges that were too far for me in this episode. There's a
1: lot of information that we knew as viewers that the TV characters shouldn't have known, and they yeah. knew that information. And then the
0: way they regurgitated it so, like, randomly, uh, I struggled a lot with this. I really, really struggled with this. And so, you know... <sighs> Like I
1: said, like one of the big saving things for me was just every we saw the opposite side of all these characters this episode, and I don't know if that was something that was intentionally done, or just something that kind of happened with the way that the episode unfolded. I'm thinking it was intentional, which is how well these writers have done. Yeah,
0: yeah. I know it. I know it. I know it. Again, Asa runs off. He gets away. We have no the, idea where he is. No, any he's any idea? He's in the dark.
1: Clearly, he didn't go back up the mountain.
0: No. Yeah. He's you know he's in trouble now. And there's uh,
1: not many people he's friendly left with at the bottom of the exactly you know, in the town exactly. Ironically, maybe the sheriff's sister.
0: <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Um, you know, and of course, Dash, You know, he comes up empty-handed, and then we have this really cool scene where he's at the house and he sees everybody there and they're bonding and all that good stuff, but. You know, then it's kind of like a wrap of the episode. Realistically, you for know, for the most part, um, that's what I say. Like I said, I there was just some big fumbles in this one for me. I struggled with stuff. I think that again, I think the writers do great. They missed some spots in this one to me. The cinematography is fantastic. Really cool shots here and there. I do like some of how the action was done. The FX team was great, and so on.
1: I got a big um, question. I know I was looking for him. I don't know if you were. Did you see any
0: owls? I'm gonna tell Ed the next time I talk to him. I didn't see a single owl. I did not. He's see got an owl. you know. He's got me owl hunting, and I ain't seen no owls this time. And if he texts me or he calls me or whatever like that and tells me you missed this, this, I'm gonna go back and watch it. And, and if, if any of y'all wrong, saw an I'm owl, give him kudos. You know, let us know because we, I was looking. Yeah, no doubt. Um, now, very exciting news for Bleed TV and Outsiders guys. Um. We have lined up two more interviews with um, cast or crew from The Outsiders. We have lined up Steve um, Tolan from Tolan FX. This is the FX group that is exclusive to Outsiders, who has done what I would consider a phenomenal, phenomenal job. I can't think of a single FX moment on this show that I was like,
1: Ew a little off. Well, I mean, even this episode, you know, you were talking about, we were talking about the blood, the explosions and all of that. Yeah, stuff.
0: exactly. I mean, like they were all spot on to me. I mean, I really, really thought it was cool. I mean, even like when they poured the gasoline and again, the, the fire went over the guy's body mm-hmm. and the whole nine yards are really cool effects. The extra little details super excited we're going to have steve on the show uh we're going to meet with him probably uh in the next day or so and have a good little phone chat and interview and try to get some you know insider information on this and that and um and then of course next week we've got keith gregory uh and this is the character jake murphy on the show um we call him nicknamed heavy he's one of the three amigos (laughs) that uh that went up to the mountain and was burning stuff and uh you know, in the beginning of the series, we thought he was very stereotypical, kind of redneck, da 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 da. But man, his guys blossom on the show. We're super excited to have him on the, sh- you know, on the show. Uh, we're going to get him next week uh, and talk to him for a little while about outsiders and his career and so on. And uh, we're just super stoked these guys agreed. And uh, um, we've also got some little feelers out there for a few more cast and characters. We want to get as much as we can in before the season's over because we're super excited for season two. Um, and so guys, we want to kind of open the forum up a little bit to you guys, you know, check us out on our, um, Twitter and Facebook and think about if there's a question you'd like to ask one of these guys, you know, Steve from the FX crew or Keith from, from the show. Um, you know, if you listen to our Ed Heavy uh, um, our recording. Um, you know, we, we talked about some, you know, different questions with him. But if there was something particular, if there's a cool little something you could think of or something, and we feel like we can ask the question, we're going to open it up to you guys and send it to us on our Facebook page or our, uh, you know, our Twitter account at Podcast.
1: Or uh, email us at the yeah. TV Podcast at Gmail because we're, we're doing this for uh, as much as we love the show and everything, we want y'all to feel just as involved as we are.
0: Absolutely. We want to ask viewer questions and so on, you know, and we want to get more followers on twitter we would like to be able to get some more befriending on facebook and different things and so we really want to try to push this and you know we want y'all get y'all's input on this so you know hit us up on those things let us know what you think of on it and uh we're going to move forward with it and we're super excited super stoked uh, that we're going to be able to get these opportunities uh and kind of expand on the show um and i think uh, y'all really enjoy
1: i mean that's the plan
0: that is the plan. That is the plan. But other than that, guys, I think we're going to call it a night. Um, You can always catch us, like I said, on Facebook, Twitter, The Whole Nine Yards. We look forward to hearing you. We want to have more feedback. We want to kind of incorporate more of it in the show. Um, but other than that, I think we're going to be good. And then this is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. We'll see you all next week.